He's going now. He's going. Any thought of erections ever? (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, boners. I'll miss you. Uh, You murdered it. (laughs) My name is Tal, the burner. The The, the the boner killer. The burner burner motor. I'm the murder box. And, uh. The the stuff shark can't talk. I'm the motherfucking shark. That's shark. And I'm the Uh, goat. Our resident podcast. Uh, fucking mascot. Our resident podcast fucking. Yeah. Oh God, no. Burner motor. Resi- burner motor. Resident podcast burner motor fucking. His name is burner motor. Burner motor. Burner motor. No, his name is Bernard. I that, thought it was that's Woody. His name. It's Bernard. I thought Bernard it was Woody. The shark. No, it's not. It's not Woody. Our sh- <laughs> it's Bernard the shark. Sharknard. Sharknard. No, we should name him Bobbert. Bobbert. Yeah, instead of doing that whole Rob and Bob, Robert is Bob, short for Bob. Yeah. He's Bobbert. He's Bobbert. We're we're all hard for Tal, let's just be honest. I'm just that hot. (laughs) Fucking uh, Leonardo DiCaprio ain't got nothing on this. (laughs) About the only person I'd come in second to is maybe Ryan Gosling. (laughs) I'd say other than recently, you'd have one thing in common other than your... Ridiculously good looks yeah. would be you both still don't have an Emmy, but unfortunately <laughs> that's different now. So you only have one thing in common yeah, now. Yeah, they finally gave DiCaprio his pity Emmy. Yeah, you mean Oscar? The Oscar, whatever yeah. the thing he won that he should have won long ago. You fight didn't. a motherfucking bear, you get an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> see, I, see, when it comes to Leonardo DiCaprio and that whole Oscar situation, is like if I was him, I don't even think I would mind that much at this point just because like it doesn't it's care it became a meme and it's like i would sleep happily knowing that literally the entire internet thinks i should have an oscar yeah everyone <laughs> if you don't have one yeah yeah just for the sheer fact that i don't know like i feel like they should have just trolled them like you know one year they bring out like oscar the grouch instead and they just give that <laughs> like give him like a stuffy and just be like here's your oscar uh, then just, then at the end of it like the before he dies they're like okay here's your lifetime achievement award you can <laughs> you can just have that or they just put like a little accent over it so it's like an oscar <laughs> they call it an oscar and they just leave the r off yeah uh, you'll it's like still... one of the statues that an arm broke off of <laughs> <laughs> you'll still never have an Oscar. <laughs> you can have this delightful Oscar, though. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, man. That's great. So it's a good time. It um, is a good time. I'm having an interesting week. I'm uh, switching over to night shift, which... Yeah, welcome to my life. That's always fucking... Oh, it's so good. I have one word to describe that. I wish I could do this all the time. 
and just <laughs> and just constantly switch from day to night. Yeah, isn't it great? Oh, uh, it's so it, fun. Really? I don't know why more people don't do this <laughs> all the time. Yeah, it wrecks you so hard. Why don't more of um, you just get night jobs? And it's especially fun because on top of switching to night shift, I started back on the whole diet thing, and uh, that's never fun. N- yeah. Well, so. Uh, for the people who listen regularly, you probably know I've, I've been on keto for a long time. I lost a bunch of weight and then I went off keto and I crashed hard. Like I was eating fucking macaroni, fucking Chinese food, pizza. I just said, fuck it to the All whole, like no things. bun thing is just like eating baconators and shit. I fell off the wagon hard and I gained 16 pounds in the like three weeks that i was off keto that's a substantial game well it's yeah. like a super shock to your system right it's just no different than the shock of like the weight loss right that you yeah. experienced when you first started so i started back up and i set a rather difficult goal for myself so not only did i start back up on keto i have started back up on keto at 1400 calories a day oof that's not many that is not many i think i eat that for breakfast that's the thing a lot (laughs) of people probably do a lot of people do eat that like for fucking breakfast like to put that in perspective that's basically a big mac meal not even upsized at mcdonald's kind of thing like then then i shouldn't tell you what i had for lunch today oh yeah what's Uh, that Okay, so I got these. I got these buns at Superstore. They're called Primavera buns, and okay. they're, they're like cheese buns fatty. that are like this big, and they're just like got the crispy cheese bits all around them, and they've got like tomatoes and peppers baked right in. Okay, and it's like a massive cheese bun. So I took two of those, which were both like the each, size of your head, basically. Yeah. So then inside that, I put burgers, a chicken, like a crispy chicken burger, and spinach and all sorts of veggies and onion and stuff so it came out to be like two burgers that were like this oh my god (laughs) they were so good though uh yeah no for breakfast i had uh 100 grams of sliced ham uh two eggs and 30 grams of kimchi that does sound good though it was good. I, I hate kimchi. I fucking love kimchi. I, I can't. It, uh, it's in that. It's in that spice that that flavor category with horseradish and wasabi that I just I cannot stand that flavor. Really, I uh, don't like it. The fermented cabbage flavor. Yeah, it's weird because mm. like I love spicy food. What right? about? Do you like sauerkraut? Not really. The only sauerkraut I've had that I've actually enjoyed was at um, worst. Everywhere else, it tastes like vinegary crap. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so that means that you really wouldn't like kimchi because it's basically kimchi is basically just spicy sauerkraut. Yeah, and it's like I've had kimchi flavored stuff, which tasted okay, but I don't know. It's just I can't. Yeah. I don't like it. Takes sauerkraut, add sriracha, bam, kimchi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's oh, a has, little more complex has poor, than that. Poor man's uh, kimchi. <laughs> I mean, I, I could so see a college student doing that, just taking some sauerkraut, adding in some fucking sriracha and putting it into his fucking ramen as kimchi. Going, I'm better now. You could probably get away with that. Yeah. You know, you could probably sell that, uh, call it sriracha kimchi and just make it sauerkraut and sriracha mixed. I'd just buy like an industrial drum of sauerkraut oh. and sriracha and just fill it in and stirred with like a boat or something I, like see, that. See, I know that you can get powdered sriracha, which I can make it. Yeah, well that's the thing. It's like I f- like if you you can buy it 
like already powdered, but it's really expensive. So what you do is you just go to like fucking Costco or whatever or order like the bulk thing of, oh, excuse me, uh, fucking sriracha. You lay it out on a fucking baking pan and you bake it till it turns into like hard powdery crispy shit and you just break it up into a powder. I, um, I have a dehydrator right yeah and so that does the same thing but it's less harsh with the heat yeah so it, it comes out much more raw which yeah. is what you want when you're powdering it yeah so um, and then you get powdered kimchi and you can put that shit on fucking it was my french plan, fries and it was shit. my plan to do with um frank's red just do a big thing of frank's red and powder it does why don't you just do that with like fucking just powder some vinegar and then add fucking cayenne pepper because that's frank's red frank's red it's vinegar and cayenne pepper. Doesn't so, matter. So is most hot sauce, <laughs> to be honest. Frank's Frank's is still like, you know what? It's just it's good. It's, it is good. I like Frank's. You know what? It's like an old. It's like an old flame. Yeah. Like even though that there's better hot sauces out there, you're just like one day you're like, I see you looking at me, Frank's. Oh, yeah. Intended double entendres. <laughs> old flame. Tea. Old flame. Um, actually frank's red does rank pretty high in the hot sauce rankings i found out like it's in, super good yeah it, it, it apparently people like like not just like normal people but like hot sauce connoisseurs are like yeah frank's is good it's not spiciest but it it's good yeah it, the thing is it's flavorful yeah and hot um so. unlike some hot sauces i've had that are all hot no flavor <laughs> I have had some of those, but like, so the, the, if you ever get the chance though, do do the powdered sriracha because <laughs> you do put that shit on fucking French fries or, uh, like I made, uh, like dry wings, like instead of uh, like, I make, I made a Buffalo wings kind with of dry rub with dried mm-hmm. Buffalo wings instead of like the super wet ones. It's a hundred times better. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. Um, just use it sparingly because holy fuck, it's potent. <laughs> I've always been a bigger fan of like dry ribs rather than just like having the, being like, it's always like better. Yeah. a basket of wings. Like. Yeah. I like the like dry spice wings kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I like better. being able to still get the crunch off the wing. Right? Yeah. So when you smother it in sauce, unless you eat it really fucking fast, that's gone. Yeah. Which is why like all the stuff I do is dry. Not except th- for the butter Cajun stuff. Not that, stuff that I wicked. can eat wings right now no because <laughs> well, you could eat it with no well, skin yeah a, well, no, a, a plate of wings like one plate like one serving like of wings pound. is about a thousand calories oh, so yeah there's two-thirds of my calorie intake so so i guess essentially i ate four thousand calories the other day yeah. yesterday <laughs> people I don't had realize, 40 wings. like people don't realize when you go for uh, wings at the bar and shit it the the calories are pretty intense so yeah anyway yeah calories we we should have things right yeah that, that's what um, we do we sit down and talk about things um, no. i'll bring up mine first because I, I i want to talk about this so um a lot of you probably have team viewer no you don't have team viewer anymore i actually got yelled at it for using it, so. really yeah you got yelled at for using team viewer yeah I've actually had several discussions with security at my work now about applications on my computer. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, are they like cracking down on it? Or yeah, they've they've had a bunch of scares recently, so they've really yeah. pumped up okay. security. Well, I mean, I uh, I well, I used to have TeamViewer. Um, a lot of people used to have TeamViewer. In fact. And I'm sure that there are plenty of people who still use the pod or who still use the podcast who still listen to the podcast who still use it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop. 
that and turn it off and uninstall it because TeamViewer has been hacked oh, uh, and a, they don't really know what was taken. Like there's a bunch of conflicting reports coming out about all kinds of shit. Uh, they are denying everything. Um, like like, they're claiming they weren't hacked. Yeah. Well, basically they're taking the whole, like they're, you know, we, uh, we, we don't know what's going on and they're pointing, they're, they're blaming users for shit. Like it's a big fucking shit show, the whole thing. So, uh, yeah, don't, don't do it. What the fuck is going on with the chat right now? It's this just is, messing up. Just ignore it. It's going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. So, um, like what kind of, what kind of vulnerabilities have been discovered because of this? Well, um, Basically, people's accounts are just getting fucking, uh, well, so they don't know. That's the problem is no one's saying anything. Uh, uh, they're just releasing canned replies to all the news media that's talking about it. But basically, um, all that we know is that TeamViewer was used as an attack vector in some attacks. Okay. So it's, it's a vulnerability. Yeah. Um, and they're not saying anything. Uh, there's something to do with, uh, like, th they started setting up, like, two-factor authentication and stuff to avoid it. But, yeah, so basically at this point, we only know enough to say stop fucking using TeamViewer, uninstall it if you have it. Uh, and At least until they can get their security shit figured yeah, out. Yeah, uh, move on to something else. Um, you can, there, there's a few alternatives. You can try VNC if you really need to get in and you don't want to pay for it. Log me in has always been a great service, but it's not free. Yeah. That's the, the reason I haven't been using log me in. Yeah. If you have the technical know-how, uh, guacamole is fantastic. Yeah. As an RDP connection. Yeah. It, it works very well. So you can use that, but you have to know how to set it up. Uh, <laughs> the face Adam's making is great. Yeah, Adam's just looking at us like, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yep. But use alternatives for now. Yeah, let just them get, figure their shit out. I, the second I found out, I uninstalled it off of all of my servers. I actually just remembered I do have it on my server at home. It's not there anymore. Yeah. I just right now uninstalled it. <laughs> <laughs> like on the podcast? Just now. Yeah, because yeah, I have remote access to my servers from my phone. <laughs> Right. So I, I literally just, just finished uninstalling. In. You're just like, yes, <laughs> as, as we're discussing, I'm sitting here, I'm like, and uninstall. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So oh, the um, future. There. Yeah. Future. Yeah. Future. Um. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because like that's the thing. Right now, we live in a world where I, from anywhere on Earth, can access my fucking entire home computer. I have a setup where I have basically my own Netflix. I have basically my own Spotify. Yeah. I have automatic downloads of a bunch of shit, auto organizing media. Like my entire life is online. So I have to be very aware of what is going on in the world of uh, InfoSec. Cause if I fuck up one part of it, the whole thing, the whole can thing just be fucked. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, and like the big thing too is it's just you don't want to have holes in your security you don't and no. it's so easy to be be protective the best way to not have holes in your security is update your shit well just don't open them 
Yeah. Right? If you don't open the hole, they can't come in. You install something that allows something in. Well, even yeah. if it's secure, it's a hole. Yep. Right? And like that's why like right now, um, even in my network, the only ports I have open are the HTTP ports. Um, so you can access my stuff through a website. Uh, but you can't even SSH into my house. You can't nope. RDP into my house. So the only way in other than through a website is through a VPN, which has, I think I have, uh, it's like a 4086 Something key. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I've got like ridiculous keys all over it. So yeah, I think, I, I think it's basically the best comparison you could make is it's like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't open your front door and leave it wide open all the time no 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 so why would you do that with any of your personal information yeah and and like that's the thing is like even on secure like the most secure thing is it's still like leaving the second floor window open which yeah. while they might not get in because it's a hassle if they really wanted to they could yeah and even then even if you're fully secured if they really want in they're just going to smash your window and come in anyway yeah. Um, so like, uh, it's hard to be safe. Um, really, if I was going to recommend anything to anyone, if you have like ultra sensitive data, shit that can not get out, uh, put that shit on a cold drive. Yeah. Something that's not spinning. Yep. You load it up, move it over onto a drive and, and then you unplug, unplug the, drive. the drive. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's the only way. That they're not going to be able to get to yeah, it. Because you don't want people to access something on the net. The best way to do it is to not have it accessible. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, like, I don't really have anything super incriminating. I don't, like, I store some financial receipts and stuff. But, like, really, I I don't see anyone using my receipts for much. Yeah. You know, the, the, the vector there is a very minimal risk. Oh, definitely. Um, <laughs> like I don't keep credit card numbers or anything like that. I don't store credit card information anywhere on my computers. Basically what you're going to find if you break into my network is a bunch of movies, a bunch of music and a whole lot of furry porn. Um, yep. So pretty much like go hard. If you One wanted that. Terabyte. <laughs> um, an entire terabyte. Terabyte. Yeah, an entire terabyte. I think, terabyte. I think it's something closer to like ninety gigs or something. Uh, yeah, that's respectable. That's pretty good. <laughs> that is a respectable. One well, for... it's one of those things. Like, I don't uh, delete shit. Like anybody who knows me, I don't I delete don't anything. So I don't think lots of people do housekeeping, have, regular housekeeping. I with do their... do regular housekeeping. Like I clean up my stuff and it's organized into no, folders. No, no, no. But I mean, like deleting and yeah. like getting rid of stuff you I, haven't looked at. And I always feel bad deleting things. Like, I'm like, I'm a techno hoarder. I like, it's like, what if I can't find this picture? What if it's removed from the internet? Well, that, that's happened to me because I like, so as an example here, um, I, I really like the movie, My Neighbor Totoro, right? Um, from Miyazaki. Uh, if you're not aware with its history though, Disney didn't used to own it, but it was dubbed and translated and brought over here. So that's the, the version I watched when I was a kid. Disney bought the rights to Miyazaki, redubbed it, and put it back out with, like, Dakota Fanning and stuff in it. It's oh, awful. yeah, and the dubbing was terrible. Yeah, well, it's just, it's not, for me, it's not, have, it doesn't have the nostalgic quality, and it wasn't up to the standards I wanted. Yeah. I challenge you to go and find that thing online. It is hard. I sp I've spent years, it was at the point where I ripped it myself. <laughs> I, I took out my VHS copy, borrowed my parents' VHS ripper, and ripped it myself. 
Oh my god! And, and have that copy still on my computer. That's ridiculous. Well, yeah, because well, and that's the thing is there are some things you're just not gonna find, like the Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah, where everyone's all super coked out, and <laughs> and George Lucas wanted it removed from everything ever. Yeah, um, it's on the internet now. Yeah, um, but you know, even then, like obscure TV shows, you'll be hard pressed to find. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually had some trouble tracking down Cyber Six. Which yeah. surprised me because that was a reasonably popular TV show. But I've been trying to find episodes of, um, I think it's called Starfleet. It's not Star Trek related, right? It's a, an old marionette show. Um, I have. I'll have to show it to you. Oh god, that reminds me of, of Captain this. Scarlet and Thunderbirds. Yeah, like right? that. So stuff like that, and that stuff is so old that. Even the originals were old by the time the digital <laughs> era was coming around. So I I have episodes two and th- or episodes three and four on VHS, and I'm trying to find the rest of it because it's only like twelve episodes long. It wasn't a I, long show. I have a SWAT Cats VH- VHS down there somewhere. I yeah. think I have the same SWAT Cats VHS. Yeah. To be honest, um, uh, oh the air- I got. I remember trying to collect anime on VHS, and you'd get two or three episodes a tape. And there'd be 20 tapes. As a pain in the ass. Uh, click on the blue thing there, Tal. Uh, no? Okay. Maybe close and reopen. Um, anyway, so, and not only were they like 20 tapes, but each tape was like $35 a piece. Oh my God. Right? Huh. So, like, right now, you buy a full season of anime on DVD. It's like 90 bucks. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, you know, 120 if it's on Blu-ray. Yeah. Back then, it was like $400 by the time you're done collecting every fucking tape. It was at the point where a lot of series would sell you uh, tape one and the box to put all your tapes in. That yeah, was, they, they that give was like the, the like, special edition. The nice boxes. Yeah. It's like, yep. yeah, that, it was brutal. The uh, only horrifying answer to that was Evangelion. Holy sweet <laughs> shit. I, You'd go to a retailer and there'd be like two fucking shelves <laughs> of dedicated Evangelion. to Evangelion. And I was like, so not buying that on yeah. VHS. My, uh, my first uh, little foray into Evangelion was when I was like 12 or 13 or something. And I got Death and Rebirth on VHS. I'd oh, never seen it. That that was not the right place yeah. to start. I ne- I'd never seen the show. I had never watched anything of it. I just heard that Evangelion was good, and I saw this VHS <laughs> at the rental sh- rental <laughs> shop, and we were going on a trip. So we were. Uh, my parents had that like TV thing in the back where you had like the VHS yep. player and the TV screen that flipped up. Um, so I rented it. And I'm watching it, and were even you confused. My as fuck? my parents were like, we were playing it over the the speakers in the car, and my parents are wa- listening to it, and they're like, "What the hell are you watching? Like, what even is like, this?" And that's the thing. Death and Rebirth is like a summary, yeah, with extra bits, and in there's it. like five <laughs> minutes of fucking dialogue too, like. <laughs> And that, like, yeah, that was the wrong place to start yeah. for sure. Well, there, it has the scene in it where the fucking Eva grabs uh, Shinji, I think his name is the yep, main, that's the main character. emo fuck, Shinji. where he grabs him and just stares at him as Mozart plays in the background. It has that scene. And it's like, there's like no talking, no talking. Then there's screaming and screaming and screaming and then silence and Mozart. And my parents at that point, they kind of looked back. They're like. What, what is this? What are you watching? 
And why are we allowing this? <laughs> That's hilarious. That's when you just start shouting, you let this happen. <laughs> Oh uh, man, that's that's good. That that would have been yep. traumatic. But yeah, moral of the story: uninstall uh, fucking <laughs> two year. Um, uh, there were a couple other smaller little bits in the technology world. Uh, definitely change your password. MySpace was hacked. Apparently, uh, fucking just. I think by this point, everyone's password everyone's should be changed. Hacked. It should be changing. Yeah, just um, keep a rotating password going. And in other little short little fucking tidbit tech news uh uber just got like a two something billion dollar investment from saudi arabia wow yeah wow. uh so there people it made it made it the single largest investment ever to yeah, happen that's Jesus. interesting uh so yeah they're basically owned by saudi arabia that's um, pretty much neat interesting yeah uh part some people are saying that they did it uh like uh, i was just watching philip defranco talk about it and he was saying uh there's reports coming in that people that they did it because like women aren't allowed to drive there uh legally they can't um and if they do i don't imagine saudi arabia treats women who break the law very well so, i doubt it yeah yeah so uh pretty much they use this service otherwise they'd have to like wait for their brother or like cousin to come pick them up and they wouldn't be able to do anything huh. so yeah interesting uh, interesting world interesting stuff in the world of technology right now that's crazy though a two billion dollar yeah it was it was a there you go i'll pull up the actual number uh Uber. at least he's not slapping at this episode <laughs> <laughs> and Okay, context for the listeners, because otherwise that's going to oh, yeah. be awkward. Uh, Tal is currently, he has his phone in his hand, and he just keeps just slamming it on the table. Sorry, it was a <laughs> $3.5 billion U.S. Oh. investment from Saudi Arabia. Holy Sub- shit. Dantial, that's for sure. Yeah. That'll buy you a couple... Uh countries that'll uh that'll get you a couple ice creams there at yeah. dairy queen <laughs> that I, is or one large blizzard at I, dairy queen for all I would, see i would love to have just one of those billions that, yeah, just that send it, one of them just, my yeah, way. Can Saudi Arabia just send one of those billions my way i'm i'm not a greedy man i'd be okay with like half a billion t- 10 g's that's all i want <laughs> like i don't i don't even want like a billion i don't expect somebody to give me a billion I, no actually, way yeah, just clear my debt <clears throat> like, yeah yeah just pay it off and then well you have significantly more debt than any of us right now (laughs) okay excluding my house pay off my debt (laughs) because that i planned extensively for um but yeah there's uh yeah i want a billion dollars (laughs) i would buy a half a billion dollar house if i had a billion dollars what could you what kind of a house could you buy for half a billion dollars i don't I don't even, even want to think a one cut. bedroom loft apartment like, in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> uh, uh, fucking housing. It'd be like that. Would the thing is in New York that would have a half a billion. That's like three blocks away from Central Park, though. Like you wouldn't even be, you know, yeah, on you the can't park. See it? Yeah. Oh god. Oh man. On like the the you know tenth floor. Not even like <laughs> not actually the penthouse. <laughs> it's just in a building of smaller penthouses. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but you needed $5 billion for the yeah. penthouse. Well, yeah. I, I was actually reading up on it. Apparently, the one of the most expensive penthouses ever built uh, went for sale in New York a couple years ago. And it was, yeah, it was like 
$25 million or something like yeah. that. And it's like a 3,000 square foot fucking penthouse apartment, like off of Central Park in downtown yeah. Manhattan sort of thing. It'd be it, glorious to have, but holy fuck. Yeah, it, I mean, like, it's it would like it's one of those ones where you get the entire floor sort of oh, thing. Okay, it's a top floor. Yeah. You, you know what it is though? The only reason of having something like that is to say that you have it. Well, apparently and to host many parties. Apparently <laughs> a lot of these go up for sale, like a lot of super expensive property goes up for sale in New York and they're all vacant because uh, they're purchased by investment corporations. <laughs> Oh God! I'm not terribly <laughs> surprised to, to rent or sell them out. Yeah, and... uh, these large investment groups buy them up and then just wait for the market to go up and then try to sell them. And usually, at that point, another large investment firm will buy it. That's, That's hilarious. Nuts. And do the same thing. Uh, Vancouver actually has a big problem with re- that right now. There is, <laughs> um, no there, there is something like it was something ridiculous. Like it's a stupid number, like twenty percent of the property in vancouver right now is actually owned by overseas investment firms uh so yeah uh that's balls yep that's mega balls yep yeah anyway why Alrighty. we've been rambling on that for a long time rambling is good rambling is that's what that's what they're here for is to hear us just bullshit for an hour and a half (laughs) yeah it's it's not like we get provide meaningful content yeah do you get i mean fuck do you guys like have nothing better to do right now than listen to three idiots no don't make them question that (laughs) they'll figure it out (laughs) quick quick, look at our youtube page how many people are actually sitting here listening you have to you have to keep them down low uh Uh, it is currently Oh God! Oh, you have, you have one point five listeners. <laughs> one point five. Yeah, one person, one I, guy, and a midget. I That's don't just, know how do you get half a listener. Somebody who only watched half the stream, maybe. Um, <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. They just get like half the screen loaded and just get audio cutting in Come on, scroll. He's Stop scrolling. Scrolling. You. Stop scrolling the chat and scroll the page. Six scroll. people are watching. Scroll. Oh, yeah. We got six people watching right now. There you go. Watch it right now. Right. So I think you right also now. had a thing for us to talk about. Isn't that right? I did. Mr. Doom. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Doom. Doom. Mr. Doom. Mr. Doom. Mr. Doom. That name again. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I had a thing. I'm sure. I'm sure most of just about everyone here. I imagine everyone here has heard about all the shenanigans that happened at the Cincinnati Zoo. Nope. Oh, well, I, I've, I've seen I've, references, but I am unaware I have of heard details. quite a lot about it. Awful, awful comments. Yeah. And ridiculous gifts and videos and shit that's oh, all over the Oh, my God. Internet. Somebody took a picture, uh, took a screenshot of fucking uh, uh, b- 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 Black Widow and Winston from yeah. overwatch oh god yeah oh, i didn't even think of that and uh another person had a video uh like a gif from super smash brothers of fucking of donkey dk Kong dk and, and, and dk grabs ness and like throws him around a bit and then fox oh shoots him <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah oh my god. that's it, rough it's brutal uh, well uh, i guess <clears throat> so for those of you for the few of you or whoever that that are not really sure what happened is uh, a family was visiting the Cincinnati Zoo uh, outside the uh, gorilla kind of enclosure. As, as families tend to do. Yeah, you know, families go to the zoo because, yep. you know, the zoo is fun. It is. It's um, educational. 
And okay, and no matter what like whistleblowers and stuff say, I understand like a zoo and captivity, and I I, yep. get, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't right. I don't entirely morally with uh, morally agree with zoos either. But I don't but... entirely morally disagree with a zoo either. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, a family was out having a lovely day, and uh, I guess I guess his family, the the young child, uh, ended up I guess talking to his mother, and you know how kids do. Where the child was like, I'm gonna go hang out with the gorillas. I wanna yeah. go see the I wanna go see the penguins. I wanna show me the penguins. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess he was I guess he was in actuality yeah. like like mom, mom, I wanna I wanna go hang out with the gorillas, mom. And like being any rational parent, you're gonna be like, Ah, uh, yeah, we'll totally go and do that. Yeah. So I guess somehow she turned away. Kids are ninjas sometimes. They and- they definitely can be. I I, I work with the guy who has several kids and he says that an average day is kind of like trying to, it's like a mini game where the whole point is to stop a bunch of alcoholic <laughs> suicidal midgets from killing themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. true. <laughs> I, I can tell you right now too, when I was a kid, I have successfully gotten away from my babysitter at a zoo and just fucked off all my, all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you turn away for one second and sometimes the like kids watch you like, oh, yeah. like a hawk and they're like, and they're not Go. looking now. Yeah. yeah. And they just run. Run for it. Yeah. They run at the speed of knots, like as fast as the, <laughs> as fast as humanly <laughs> the possible. The speed of knots. Yes. Yes. What? On a furry it's an podcast. Old... That's, uh, <clears throat> that's it's an old quite a saying statement. From, it's an old saying from my grandmother. So, um, <laughs> that, was that your grandmother a furry? What? Huh? Was your grandmother a furry? Oh, she could have been. <laughs> Who knows? She she was a wonderful lady. So we ruin everything. <laughs> it ruins it. Um, well, that's okay. I heard uh, recently that apparently in Australia, shaganappy basically means diaper fucker Sweet. in their <laughs> in their slang. So awesome. Oh, it totally would. Yeah, that's hilarious. I was like, I was like, you got a road there that shaganappy uh, diaper fucker. I was like, the, the fucker of diapers. Neat. <laughs> like yeah, way well. to go. Um, so. Any hoodle. So this kid like waited for the most opportune moment and just fucking just took right off into the gorilla enclosure. Yep. And leaped in. And I guess the Harambe, the yep. 17 year old uh, uh, silverback gorilla, silverback gorilla Ooh, okay. was not fucking around. And yep. he saw said child in the enclosure and decided to investigate said child and the little like moat part. Yep. And obviously, people noticed this. They started freaking out because kid in the There's gorilla a, enclosure. As people would. Yeah. There is like a t- one ton gorilla and a fucking thirty pound child. Uh, and apparently, to put it in perspective, they say that an adult silverback gorilla has roughly the strength of about ten adult men. Yeah, so you don't fuck around with them. So running in there and just like scoop, like picking up the child, uh, you're going to need a lot of zookeepers and a lot. Yeah. So I guess what ended up happening, it's kind of a sad story with like sort of an up twist, like a happy kind of curb at the end. But um, basically what happened is they had to make a decision. What are we going to choose? We're going to choose the child or the gorilla. And clearly. And they, they picked the child. Yeah, yeah, because well, yeah. they basically this is kind of the as much as I'm as much as I'm extremely against the fact that like an animal had to die and you know like a you know a basically an endangered species. Yeah, it was a, right. Yep. 
it's as much as shitty as that was. If just thinking even kind of of the implications, like again, back to the whistleblowers of like the, you know, animal activists and shit like that. You know what? If they would have picked the gorilla, that zoo would have been done. Yep. Like done. Done. The implications of what that gorilla would have been put down anyway. Oh yeah. Like the gorilla would have died anyway. Imagine what, what what happens even with a dog that fucking bites a kid. Yeah. Not even kills it, but bites a kid. The dog's done. So like that gorilla had anything more happened to that kid, even if the kid had walked away, uh, you know, like if the kid had had a broken arm, people would have been calling for that gorilla's head. So yeah. And like people are going to, you know, start a lynch mob. Yeah. Like, and the, the fact of the matter is too, is the way they explained it to the way they, they decided was the fact that when the gorilla, when Harambe had the kid, he was like he like grabbed the kid and was like full bore running like yeah. just with its oh, arm like yeah, shit. No, yeah, yeah like yeah. shit was gonna happen so like to try and distract him I, they sent in female gorillas yeah well I, I like i saw the video of it and he's like yeah he's down in the moat part and he like grabs the kid by his leg and just starts running and like drags the kid mm-hmm. along behind him and yeah. shit it was yeah. like he was not fucking around no and um, and they were like we can't trank the gorilla because who knows that that's gorilla the problem, is the the trank is a possibility well and it takes and you don't gamble it takes a bit to to set in as well and then yeah. on top of that tranking them can just send them into an all-out rage well and at that weight class it yeah. was going to take too long and he yeah. could absolutely have done a lot of damage in that time yep right yeah. and the, the other thing they thought about too is if the trank set in right away all it would take was that gorilla to fall on that kid in the moat and then the kid drowns and the gorilla drowns yep and now they're both dead Yep. Right. So they made the unfortunate decision of having to put the gorilla down. Yep. They had to shoot it and kill it. And honestly, like, again, it's just, it's, it sucks. Either, either decision, it's a tough decision. Yep. And people that are like flipping out at the zoo and stuff like that, it's not fair. No, it's not. No, well, and, and it's like, what would you do? Like, this is a child, right? Even if you look at it like, if you had to pick between a 17-year-old kid and, like, a, what was he, like, six or something? Like, a six-year-old kid? Uh, yeah, you know, I believe like around there. One of them's lived a little longer, so maybe let the one who hasn't. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, it's a shitty, shitty decision. It's a stupid, it, stupid tragedy. It's it should a, it's a, not have happened. It shouldn't have happened. Um, like, and you could go off on the parents for losing the kid. Um, at this point, I think that's just, it happened. You can't really yeah. go on about it. But yeah, I mean, I understand the choice and it's not a choice I would want to make. No, because it, I, it is. It's you're picking between, you know, an endangered animal and a child. And and, and like uh, to, even, a, to a lot of those zookeepers, this is an animal that they, that's basically family at yeah. that point. Like they've been with them for years. And the thing is, you don't have time to consider that choice. No, no. kids in danger, animals running with him. There's no moral, the yeah, yeah, the moral like, compass points fucking north on that one. Well, like, yeah, 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 yeah there's no clear direction there. No. Yep. So I, I can respect and understand making that decision. It, it would have been hard. And I'm sure the the person who, you know, pulled the trigger on that is not having a good time no, right now. No, they're, they're like, that's, that's the kind of thing that would take counseling. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, all I know, like for me, myself, the way I feel about it, like I said, it's a stupid it sucks. Stupid tragedy. Yeah. It shouldn't have happened. Do I think the mother should have had a better eye on their kid? Well, yeah, probably. Yeah, for but sure. That's 
so far after the fact now what the fuck difference does my opinion on that make maybe the should the zoo have had uh better gates around it to stop people from getting in probably i I can tell you right now unless it's a completely enclosed cage they're a kid's gonna get kids will find a way yeah i know Um, i found my way into all kinds of places um so but you know it's like there there's a lot of things that could have and should have been done and weren't and it's beyond that there there was one thing that did piss me off about this uh was the mom after basically sat there uh you know she's like you know god protected my child god did this thanks to god for doing and i'm like no god didn't do shit what happened was a poor motherfucker had to shoot someone uh, at that point yes someone that he probably loved Mm-hmm. Yeah, a really unfortunate person with a really uh, unfortunate position. And had I to... think you should feel a little worse about that instead of going, God protected my kid. You, you, you know, know what? Like, this... thank the people who actually helped. This is the this is kind of like the uplifting part of the story where it's like a, it's an unfortunate tragedy, but it does get good. So, you know, we don't have to be super morose, you know. And, yeah. But the, the fact of the matter is, is good things that came out of this is the zoo is absolutely going to update that enclosure and absolutely going to make that a big preventative measure. Yep. Yep. So they're going to make that because as of right now, I mean, that kid was super adventurous, but I mean, they can definitely make that enclosure more enclosed. Yeah. Right. It's not necessarily good for the animals to make them like super caged, but you know what? It, you got to do what you got to do. Maybe make the fences a little higher, just something. Or, yeah. or maybe make the, or maybe make the, uh, the spotting like of the enclosure where you actually do the sightseeing further away from the actual enclosure itself. Yeah. So you put up like a big steel gate further away from the enclosure or so that there's like, something or like what they have at the Calgary zoo, which is like the big plate glass windows yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. I think that's, that's a perfect, there's no, you can't get in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no way to get in there. Yep. The, but on the things like the upside is, uh, I guess the zoo at one point, I don't know where that's going right now, but apparently the zoo at one point was considering pressing charges against the family. I don't think they're doing that anymore. Uh, and what happened is the family, I guess they've come to some sort of understanding because now the family, which I don't necessarily understand where people's idea comes from that they've been heavily donating to the family, which, yeah, which doesn't what? make a lot of sense for their turmoil and everything, but thankfully that family has been redirecting said donations to go towards the zoo for things like the upkeep and the people that had to deal with this shit and all the aftermath that's good at least at least the family understands that you know and again intentional or not and like i said before this is a stupid tragedy on on all sides um so at least the family though understands that there was another victim in it that suffered more yeah uh you know that kid's fine he uh, you know he went to the hospital i think he was i think he was out the same day like he had some bruises and uh he was scraped up a bit but other than that he was okay uh you know correct me if i'm wrong i'm i don't know what the actual extent of his injuries were but the what i heard was that he was fine which you know that's great that is good 
Uh, I have absolutely no ill wishes on this child. No, oh, no, no. Uh, on, on neither side, there there should or, be or no his mother. Um, you know, I'm very, very happy that that, that the kid's okay. Um, and I'm very happy that the mom didn't have to go through something as traumatic as losing a child. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But. Uh, you know, all of that said, with the donations to the family, the fact that they're redirecting that money to the zoo, that is a very good thing. Because that means that they understand the fact that, you know, yeah. they really weren't the real victims in this case. No, there was many victims, right? Like yeah. the, the gorilla, the people that had to had the unfortunate yeah. circumstance yeah. of being, you know, tasked with shooting the gorilla. Like a lot of people involved. The cleanup crew afterwards, like there's many, many victims in this it's yeah. not just a, you know, it's like the ARB, not you know. at all. And I mean, I'm glad that people are doing that because I think the zoo, I think this is a, any kind of traumatic experience like this, especially at a zoo, it, I find people jump to conclusions too fast and immediately point fingers at the zoo saying it's all their fault. It's all their fault. Or like, point fingers or at, at the, the mom going, it's all their fault. Yeah. yeah like this is, it's a complicated situation. It so is. You can't just sit down and, and shout at whoever you want. And like, because. if you think about it too, like think of how many, you know, parents have gone to the zoo and probably think like, think of how many much shittier parents have been <laughs> to the zoo with their kids. Right. You know, it, like this wasn't the first time a kid has got away from a parent at a zoo it, it was not and got and into an these enclosure are, and these are definitely not the worst parents around they're not right they're I, as far as i can tell they're just regular people who lost track of their kid they weren't you know neglectful or anything like that no and i'm not gonna you know go out and make that assumption so the thing is a kid got away from his mother so in that situation should the mother maybe have been paying attention yeah yeah but that's a definitely a lesson to come yeah. away from this but at the same time shit happens yeah. Right. And, you know, a kid got into an enclosure or someone got into an enclosure at a zoo. Should the zoo maybe have had better enclosures? Yeah. But again, it's like shit happens. You know, it's one of those things like you have to look at it like there's a lot of things that make sense after the fact. But in that situation, what happened here was a perfect fucking storm. Yeah, that's exactly events yeah. that led up to this. Right. It wasn't one thing. It was all of the things it was the, put together the planets aligned and said this exactly. is what's going to yeah. happen right you know now. It, the, that wasn't the first kid to end up in an enclosure it wasn't the Thank first kid to no. run away from their mother this wasn't the first time something's happened at a zoo it's just this was the first time that a 17 year old silverback had to be put down because all of it went and got put together in that particular way yeah. Yeah. so it's, right. it's unfortunate but you yep. know what it's at least it's yep has a has a up note from exactly this kind yeah. of stuff this kind of stuff is sending good vibes and yeah, the, spreading the people, good the people involved are acting responsibly yeah so that's a good thing so why don't we uh yeah I think we'll take we... a little break here we'll need to uh take a break cheer ourselves up a little bit i think yeah uh, we'll uh we'll let car cheer you up yep so uh here is car Hurt. good evening ladies and gentlemen my name is car so tonight I'm actually going to be talking a little bit about uh, kind of the second half of what I was discussing last week, about sort of my uh, little bit of some concerns about money in politics. And on this time, I'm actually going to be coming in on the heels of something that was happening this past weekend. So this past weekend, both the Liberal Party and the Conservative Party both had their party conventions. Um, now that's where the political parties will go and basically figure out what they're going to stand for going forward for at least the next year or a couple years. 
Uh, very often these happen, you know, very frequently after, say, uh, an election campaign, whether they win or lose. And in part, you're going to have a, like a postmortem, figure out what went wrong, what went well, stuff like that. In this particular case, what they've gone and done is basically discussed the, I mean, in the case of the conservatives, basically how to get back in power. And in the case of the liberals, they were sort of, well, they took the opportunity to really change a few more things as if Trudeau wasn't already shaking up enough conventions about everything, basically. So, uh, we'll start with the conservatives because that one will be really quick. One interesting thing to come out of that, in addition to the fact that Harper did his big, you know, farewell speech and talked about his last however many years in the party and everything like that, um, they also did a bit of a postmortem on why they lost the election and why they got basically destroyed, uh, including some very heartfelt uh discussions actually from Muslim conservatives going, yeah, you lost because you freaking targeted my entire religion. Of course you lost. Uh, and other things like that. But one of the things that actually came out of the conservative convention is that they have actually decided to strike the definition of marriage between a man and a woman from their charter. Yes, that was still a part of the Conservative Party of Canada's charter up until this last weekend. But it's gone now. So finally, some parties now... This is actually probably going to be a big contentious thing in the uh, conservative leadership race, which is going to be happening next year, uh, because now you've got a whole bunch of uh, the party is actually fracturing along the people who supported that change or the people who didn't. Uh, I like to call them bigots or wrong, but you can choose your own adjective. Now, for the Liberals, they had also a very interesting weekend with their convention. In addition to a lot of the glad-handing and congratulating themselves for basically pulling themselves from a distant third party, uh, third place that they were after the last election, up to now where they are leading the country, uh, they also did one pretty big significant thing. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with political parties in Canada... They are basically political clubs. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, when you're voting in a general election, you're voting for your dude, and you know he's a member of his party and whatever party, that, that, that. I've been through this before. Um, and again, also plays into some of the electoral reform that may be happening very soon. Thank you very much. So when before the elections, though, I mean, the, the parties still determine a lot of their internal structure. They'll decide what they're going to stand for come the next election, or even what they're going to stand for in Parliament that year. Like, if... if priorities shift or whatnot. Uh, they're also going to do things like, if they don't have a leader, pick their leader, uh, who, again, has that potential for being prime minister. The last convention was, I mean, the last race that ended up with Trudeau becoming the leader of the Liberal Party was quite the show, because, I mean, again, you had a Liberal Party that was basically bleeding and broken on the side of the parliamentary road um, after the NDP just knocked them a good one. But, uh, with their convention, the one thing that they really decided to do was get rid of membership fees. And up until now, in order to be able to basically vote in a convention race or a race for your leader of your party, you had to be a card-carrying member of that party. Um, I, full convention, in the past, when the uh, uh, progressive conservatives were still in charge of Alberta, I bought a PC membership just because I figured that was the only way I would ever actually get to vote for my premier. Um, Little did I know last year happened, but uh, that now that the basically the liberals don't have a membership requirement, all you have to do is register with the liberal party and congratulations, you're allowed to vote in par on policy decisions. 
Now, this is very much like in the United States where um, our American listeners, you guys get to register basically as a Democrat or a Republican, and then you end up participating in your various caucuses. Now, I'm kind of curious whether or not this is actually going to end up being a good thing. I mean, the Liberal Party has long and since been a very centrist party. Their entire platform is that they're kind of the mother of the moderates. I mean, they're they're not too conservative, but they'll trim some corners when they need to, in the case of, say, uh, Chrétien and uh, Martin's governments, or they'll be willing to, you know, if it's prudent and if it's appropriate, they'll spend a little more, like with our current government, uh, with the stimulus packages and everything like that. And they've always, they never shied away from the fact that they are that centrist party in Canada. Um, I, I can't really think of a comparison for our American listeners, but I mean, again, imagine if you had a third candidate that was right up the middle between the Democrats and the Republicans. That's our Liberal Party. Um, it's a little bit different in, uh, say, Britain, uh, where you've got the, what is it now, the Social Democrats or something like that, and then the, the Tories or the uh, the Conservative Party there. But, uh, yeah, it's it's... It's kind of been a very uniquely Canadian thing, honestly, that we just ride that middle of the road. And by now making that party, which is supposed to be the middle of the road party, now open to anybody who wants to participate. I mean, that's a big change. And I think it really actually does make an impact on kind of the, the, the changing in the in the generations. Again, if, if we can attract more people to actually be willing to participate and again, sort of form things within the Liberal Party... Okay. Um, and who knows, maybe this change in a couple of years will force the other major parties to do the same. And now whether or not that would be a good thing or a bad thing is another matter entirely, because now by becoming more public, it also means that leadership races would be now, by the virtue of you not having to pay to enter, be more open to the public. And it's not like the membership fee for the Liberal Party was high before. It was, I believe, a $10 admission fee or a $10 membership fee before now. Um, but, you know, that's still two cups of really nice coffee you can get in, instead of signing for that, I guess, which is a big deal for millennials. Anyway, um, now this is actually going to play into a bit of an email I got, and I'll, I'll kind of go into that in a moment, but the idea of it becoming a little bit more public is very interesting. And of course, there are cynics who are saying they're only doing this so that they can shift their constitution or shift their party politics by basically having a pre-election almost before any actual election and they know where to put their policies to, you know, pull in as many people as they can from either side of the spectrum into the center. Fair enough. But at the end of the day, the point of a democracy is to have the ruling powers reflect the will of the electorate. And again, if the first pass of the post system is done away with, it may not matter as much if you actually are just kind of that perfect centrist point because if, say, we go to a proportional representation system, they're only going to get the share they deserve anyway. But that was definitely going to be down the road for when we actually have those changes. So that's the kind of the big thing. And again, as I mentioned, this is going to play into actually one of the emails we got. So we actually got an email from Jimmy Wolf. Uh, now, Jimmy wrote in a very large, um, Jimmy, very articulate uh, wall of text here. And I know that the guys are going to actually have a part of this. But part of the email is specifically directed to me. So, uh, I'll let the other guys read the rest of the email, but going into myself, I'm not going to read it on here uh, just because if I do, I would have to devote an entire segment to this. And the the discussion topic is centered around the British, basically, referendum to leave the European Union. 
Um, this has actually been going on for a little while, this debate in Europe. Uh, and I know that most of our listeners are around here, but I know we've definitely got a couple in Europe. So the Brexit, I am saving it for a larger topic when it gets a little bit closer to the, the sort of the final decision on this. Um, so I'm going to have to do some research into when this referendum is actually supposed to take place. But Jimmy linked me an article that actually is a column from The Guardian about basically someone saying, shame on David Cameron, the Prime Minister of England, saying, or sorry, sorry, Great Britain, please, Scots, Irish, don't kill me, um, saying that how dare you leave something as important as leaving or staying in the European Union up to us, the common pleb. At first it seems insulting, but the problem is a very, very complex issue and a very, very complex question that Britain is facing right now. And what the article uh, and what Jimmy talk about is this idea of having such an incredibly important issue being given up to the common man, basically because of a lack of leadership on the part of the government in, uh, in Britain. And it's a fair concern because the problem is that you are basically saying right now with this referendum on whether or not they're going to leave or stay in the European Union, I mean, it's great political points to say, well, we left it up to you, so go on and enjoy the vote, and I'm going to go however it goes. And uh, somebody write into me and tell me how good this is of a British Cameron impression. British Mr. Cameron impression. My God. You'd think I could speak the Queen's bloody English. Anyway, uh, enough of that. But the article is going in, and, and basically this concern with giving this sort of a a very powerful and very, very lasting decision, right? This isn't like a referendum on marijuana use or gay marriage, right? Like, eventually you can turn over one of those things. We're talking about leaving the European Union here. This is going to be kind of permanent, or if it isn't permanent, it's going to take a hell of a long time to convince, say, Germany or France to let you back in after you slam the door and leave the house in a huff with a suitcase. Um, and in part, I agree that this entire idea of turning over such an important decision to uh, to the people, this may not be the most appropriate place for it. At the end of the day, we, both Canada, United States, Britain, we are all representative democracies, right? We're based on the idea that we do not go and vote on all of the little issues that face our country. What we do is we elect representatives who are, in theory, and I do very much stress that in theory, are more educated, um, and more informed on the specific issues at hand so that they can make a better decision on our parts after, of course, reflecting our general will. There's also the idea that, again, occasionally elected representatives may make decisions that aren't necessarily reflective of the complete and utter will of the populace. Uh, for example, the Civil Rights Bill in the United States back in the 60s or gay marriage in Canada in 2004 they will make decisions that may not necessarily reflect the full percentage of the electorate, but they're there to make those decisions that the majority couldn't be trusted to make, uh, preventing what's sometimes called the tyranny of the majority. Um, and this would be one of those cases where it is very, very important that you need to sometimes let your elected representatives do their job. Um, because at the end of the day, the idea of Britain staying in or leaving the European Union is one that I am not informed to make. Uh, I believe, like right now, if I was a British citizen, I would probably be voting to stay. But I do not know the full impact 
of that decision. I would have to do more research. I haven't done a ton because directly, as a Canadian, this does not affect me as much. I mean, at the end of the day, we are still going to trade with the European Union or Britain or both, whether they stay as a single um, economic entity or whether they end up breaking apart. And it's kind of weird because Britain already has a lot of kind of exceptions. Like they still use the pound as opposed to the euro, right? They, they still have all kind of these weird, very British things about being in the European Union. Um, I may go into a lot more detail and I may actually read the sort of the full bit of Jimmy's email uh, when I do a more detailed bit on the Brexit because, uh, it again, fantastic points. It's just unfortunately a little bit long for my segment. Um, and I'm sure the guys are going to, uh, to chuck a little bit when they see this very excellent thing. And you'll get to hear their own opinions because there is a too long didn't read version that Jimmy very kindly contributed as well. But that's me for today. Uh, thank you very much for listening. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email in at us at unfurled.net. Again, us at unfurled.net. Or, of course, you can tweet me at carjaron. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy the rest of Unfurled. Ah! Well, that was quite the comeback. I, I may or may not have done that to give me a clear marker in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, marker. So yes, welcome back. As always, thank you, Carr, for talking about the... Oh my god, stop! It's <laughs> <laughs> like one of those things from like the 30s that, you know... Have another hey, coffee, doll face. Hey there, toots. <laughs> Oh God! Hey there, toots, toots. Oh, I'm right. so glad that toots is not a word used in common English anymore. <laughs> really? Yeah. I kind of miss old timey speak. Yeah. 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 Are, you, are you going out with a bird soon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going to go out with a bird? Yes. Yep. Got me a nice bird. Shag a bird. Yeah. Shag a nappy. Ooh. I I don't know. See, I'm not one to usually call out like shit like misogynistic language, but 1930s English oh, was yeah, definitely was... <laughs> misogynistic as fuck. Yeah. It was a misogynistic era. <laughs> yeah, it was. But it was like innocently misogynistic. Back, back when telling a telling a doll to show her, to show you her tits was <laughs> uh was an expression. There was so much emphasis in that. Hey, that doll, and show me your tits. God. Oh, misogyny. Yep. <laughs> right. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, misogyny. Ah. Uh, so. Like a cool summer day. How about them emails? Ah. Uh, I'm all. I, I got one open here. Yeah, no, why you, don't you start that? No, you don't. Uh, whoa, what crazy Nadians it, is what it's called. Cool. So it says, hey there, 1988 Dodge Dakota pickup truck. 1983 Geo Tracker with the single flame decal, 1943 Tiger Tank, and 1995 Scania from front end loader, and 1985 AMC Eagle. I'm really confused right See, now because first off, that's five. That there's five of them, so one of them is probably car. I hope. Teehee. So Dodge uh, Dodge Dakota pickup truck. See. I assume that's you because you're usually first. You. I assumed the, the the tracker with the flame decal was was Roland. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that the dump or the garbage truck was supposed to be Adam, and I was the eagle. The thing is, calling car a tiger tank is not appropriate. I, like he's tiny, unless he's the geo tracker. He but can be the tracker, but then I the Roland the, the tiger tank. tank. <laughs> I. Unless you're the tiger tank. You're going to have to explain yourself. Yeah, because we, we need a description on this one because I'm confused. 
I am so confused right now. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, I'm so glad to finally be able to catch up on your episodes. I thought you died or something. Uh, yeah, we yeah, did. That that happens. I we, apologize. We, we were dead. Uh, <laughs> we, but we, we got better. We, yeah, we got a, better. We had a resurrection. <laughs> I, I thought you died. I got better. <laughs> I don't know. It just turns out I was just gas. It's those sensu beans, man. <laughs> uh, I thought I was dead, but it turns out I, it was just I gas. have a question for you. What are the top... Top PS4 games you could recommend to a new owner. I don't have a PS4. Oh, um, Uncharted or a new owner. Uncharted would be a good one. PT. Uh, you can't get that anymore. It's it's actually uh, impossible. Killzone. Once they come out with a new one, that's an amazing series. Yeah, see Gran that, Turismo. Anything. I'm trying to remember what I had when I first got when we first got the PS4, but most of it was available also on PC and. Is it, is it funny that when someone asked me for, like, what games are on PS4, I go, I have no idea, because as far as I was aware, PS4 still had no fucking games. Uh, it's it's <laughs> getting in there now. I just, I haven't been buying games a lot recently. I, I like that we're, like, getting into, like, the midlife of the PS4, and now's when games start coming out for it. You know what, though? They've still got, I will give PlayStation the fact that they've still got always got some pretty decent exclusives like last of us amazing oh yeah, yeah. there's one last well, of us was pretty good that was ps3 though yep it was no they're coming HD. out with a re uh, remastered oh, re, 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 remastered i'm pretty sure yep um yeah re, 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 i don't have a ps4 re, 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 re. i have a ps3 I, I would that hasn't it. turned on in years uh, unfortunately a lot of the stuff i play i play from the downloads Ratchet and Clank was pretty good. Right, I would recommend getting Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank is one of those games that has that uh, sense of whimsy and fun that a lot of games seem to just have forgotten they should include. Yeah, it's the, it's the kind of classical platformer that made PlayStation the beast it is. Yep. And unfortunately, all the other ones in that series, Jack and Daxter, Spyro, I, they are, just aren't being remade. There are days I feel like I'm the only person who misses when games weren't serious. You know? <laughs> Like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm on that. Because, like, you know, there's so many fucking Call of Duty and Destiny and fucking The Last of Us and all these things that talk about the fucking nature of the human condition and they're all dark and gritty. And I'm like, where's fucking Crash Bandicoot? And See, that that's a good question. <laughs> like, I, I miss when that was the majority of games. You know what, though? Crash Bandicoot is in the new Uncharted. Is he? You can play, yeah, Drake will like sit on his couch and you can play Crash Bandicoot on his TV. It's like a little Easter egg in the thing where you can play Crash Bandicoot as Drake. Uh, Neat. Billy is recommending Overwatch, but I say if you're getting Overwatch, buy it on PC. Yeah, I would agree with it's that. Because it's an FPS. Yeah, what? I'm the... terrible at FPSs on, on, uh, on shooters. It's fun. See, I'd suggest Destiny, but it's so, it's so short and... I don't know. Destiny's gonna you're gonna get a bunch of friends together. Something like Destiny would work great, but um, but now you have Overwatch to play. Yeah, so you might as well. Yeah, I would do that. Ride that pony for a while. Uh, honestly, like for me, it's gonna be the shit like Ratchet and Clank. Just get the old fun platforms because, like, honestly, of all the games I have ever owned. The ones that get the most traffic are the stupid fun ones. Yeah. Like, and even, even stupid fun games can have dark overtones like, uh, portal portal was a great game, 
had some dark overtones, but for the most part was funny and just fun to play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the story wasn't hugely important to the gameplay. And that's one thing that I hate is when the story is the gameplay. Like, like you know, fuck off. I want to have a fun game first. <laughs> And then you can worry about telling me a story later. I don't mind the muted, like, it's not it's not a super intense game. Like, it's more story than... Once in a while, though, that's really nice. I quite enjoy that. Yeah, and, like, that's the thing. is like, the dark, serious games are fun every once in a while. Like right? the, well, like, yeah. think of the, all the, the Telltale series, right? Where it's, you know, like, there's not really a lot of intense super gameplay or nothing like that i think yeah i think it's a different category because that's that's all about the story and there's almost no gameplay but um yeah yeah, i i I mean knowing what tal particularly enjoys in in games i'm not surprised yeah sonic not sonic i i played the shit out of super meat boy it's all the little indie stuff that i know he likes he's all about the quick action to get just get into it so yeah and like the other thing that i hate is games that overstay their welcome which is why when people are like ah portal is so short i'm like i think that was the perfect length yeah it was good it was great it was fun and it didn't overstay its welcome. And by the time I was done, I was like, man, I wish I could play that some more. Right? Like, I mean. Uh, uh, no, I just I just like that. It was just a good mental image for me. It's like it didn't overstay its welcome. It's like, are you going to fucking leave? Or what? Like, <laughs> yeah. well, it's, like, it's like Final Fantasy 13, right? When I tried playing that, I got like, I don't know, like 10 hours into the game and I was still on rails. And I was talking to someone. They're like, oh, no, that you were still in the beginning. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. Beginning? D- tell. That, that was the intro? Tell, that you was are like... just not made for <laughs> classical RPGs. You're just like, not. Fuck's sake. If that was the intro, how long's the game? Fucking, you know, by 10 hours to me, I should be done. And like working on, you know, like fucking Pokemon isn't that long. I It took me like two, three hours to beat the Elite Four kind of thing you know it's <laughs> yeah fucking 10 hours and i'm in the intro fuck off <laughs> like oh it, you know a kingdom hearts was apparently very similar you know where you got the first one was good the second one i i will admit by the time i got out of the intro in kingdom hearts 2 i was ready for a break and that yeah, like, it took I'm me a little done. while to get back to it um but yeah what does the rest of the email there say Oh, yes. We go off on video games far too often. We do. Um, (laughs) uh, Also, did you guys put any of your gameplay stuff on the internet? I have no idea where that stuff is. Supposed to live, but I am interested. We have not. We're we're just, we're still working on little bits of it, and we will announce everything when it's ready. Yeah. Don't Um, don't you worry. Don't you worry. We are working on it. We've got an intro in the works from one of our uh, good friends, uh, Ray. Uh, he's on FA. You can find him there. Ray Vagan, V-A-G-A-N. He's not on FA anymore. He's not on FA anymore? Yep. Okay, well then, Furry Network, furry you network. can find him. Uh, Ray, R-E-I, Vagan, V-A-G-A-N. Uh, he's pretty sweet. He's a good guy. And go he's doing an intro. Right uh, now. Just go. go. Yeah, just go. Just hound the fuck out of him for commissions all the time uh, if he says that he's not open uh, don't believe him just, uh, just fucking <laughs> and if you murder. do make sure you tell him that tal sent you yeah, yeah. Um, tell, tell him to give you a discount because tal sent you yeah oh uh, <laughs> uh, uh actually i would say the opposite honestly uh, raise your prices because tal sent you yeah. oh another well, fucking tal even me uh, when i when i commission him i i always send him a little bit 
extra, you know, because he's a good guy. A little bit of extra pudding. Yep. Um, so uh, also, if you guys manage to upload consecutively for another week, I'll give you some pretty art things. All right. On. I'll do it. Okay. Right, I'll do it. Uh, also, your dog human discussion sparked by my email at Furre is exactly the discussion I could only hope for. I don't remember this discussion. We'll, we'll re-listen to it. I'm sure it was good. <laughs> uh, fucking get your uploading shit together so I can continue to laugh at all uh, you all laughing at us, you goddamn fur fags. Lovingly yours, your local taco-shaped chew toy sales animal. Taco-shaped chew toy sales animal? Apparently. He, he keeps changing. He does. All right. I'll read the next one, I guess. So this one is sent in from Jimmy Wolf. It's uh, titled Jimmy Wolf actually sent a second email. Now, this one was long and most of it was for car. So I will read the section not for car. Um, Holy macaroni. Hey, Drake Steak, Smallvox Disease, a Doomba Goomba and Roland Garros. That's a tennis joke. Hopefully at least one listener other than me will get it. You think of the people who listen to this show watch tennis? Do you think they do sports? I don't think the people who listen to this show, in the most part, watch sports. I know there's a particular exception listening right now. So um, the last and first time I emailed you back was uh, was back in September. So I've been lazy, apparently. Uh, this yes, email is mainly yes, directed towards Carr, since he's the one that discussed and rants about politics, but I'll direct a quicker version of the question towards you guys, uh, as you'll hear a segment before this anyway. If the show keeps its normal routine, see below the wall of text for Carr. And then there's a gigantic wall of text. All right. Um, if you read the above bit, it does give a bit of context to the issue I'm about to raise, but TLDR for the sake of the podcast. Uh, uh, so as Carr discussed a little bit, Britain is holding a referendum on whether or not to stay in the EU, uh, and the whole thing is a mess. So the question is, do you, uh, to you guys is, are referendums a good or bad idea? I know Quebec had one for independence, and I imagine you're familiar with the sudden halt in normal policymaking for months and months over the issues that it creates. Uh, Carr might have covered some of uh, it if he chose to in his segment. So this could be uh, what Carr said, but he might not, and it's worth hearing your views nonetheless. Uh, hope you all have a lovely evening. Blah, 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 blah. Hope you all have a lovely evening. I'm looking forward to hearing your next episode regards. So I have a pretty strong opinion on this. And it boils down to that thing that I tend to say when I'm talking about something that I'm not sure about. And I say, I'm sure that someone smarter than me has a better answer than what I can come up with. And the thing is, that is why we have elections and politicians, because these are people who are experienced in the world of politics and things you have probably never thought about, like the glow, the effects of global politics and international policy that even PhDs sometimes have trouble navigating. And I guarantee you that Mr. Fucking accountant has no idea what he's fucking talking about when it comes to international politics, you know? Um, so to me, it is very dangerous to let anything that affects more than just local law go into a re referendum of any kind. Um, See, I, I'd argue, though, that how can you make a decision that affects, like, not just policy in a country, but the entire country as it's uh, put together without at least asking, right? Letting people voice yeah. through some form. Maybe the referendum isn't the greatest way to go, but I, I'd want a voice in that, right? Yeah. 
just like if we were to decide we wanted to secede from Canada as Alberta, I would want a vote there some way. Yeah. And so, and that's the thing though, is like, we, these people are paid to think about things that we might not think of. Right. If if it comes down to the fact that Alberta is somehow just getting tetrafucked by being a part of Canada, maybe that's something that should be considered. But like for the most part, decisions like this, like leaving international unions has massive rippling effects on economies and it it can be the death of a country. Yeah. Kind of thing. It can be the death of of an economy. So. It's something that needs to be taken very carefully and has a lot of nuance to it that I don't think the average person is qualified to talk about. No, but I think they should still be able to put in their two cents, right? Like, I I still think voice the people is still unimportant. It is an important thing, but that, to me, is why you have elections. See, I think, well, that's just it. That's what the referendum is, is it's a vote on it. In, In, I think, in my opinion... Um, they should hold a referendum, but the referendum should not determine the outcome of the discussion. No, it should be like Bodie McBoatface. Honestly, that's how they should run the country. Where yeah. it's like it's like we are taking suggestions, but ultimately this group of people yeah. will decide. Because ultimately, if you say polled, you know Alberta for secession or something, and it came out ninety nine point nine percent people want to leave, leave, right? Because yeah. if you don't, ninety nine point nine percent of people are going to take that into their next you know, yeah. their next actual election. And the the big thing, the, the big point I'm trying to make, though, is sometimes the entirety of a population does not know what's best for them, though. It True. Is the problem. Because, like, if it's something that some of the politicians know for a fact would kill the country, then they should make sure to get that across. Yeah. And the thing is, though, it's really hard to do that with the way modern media oh, outlets sure work. Yeah. So it, it's just one of those things like Carr mentioned in his segment, the whole like uh, tyranny of the majority. Absolutely. There's yeah. a lot of cases where the majority is just in fact wrong. They yeah. are. And it comes like things like racism, right? Things like homophobia, right? Uh, the the gay marriage thing yep. that was put into place long before the majority would have said that they accepted it. For sure. But our politicians knew that that was the right answer, that that was the way to go. And it might have pissed some people off, but in that case, well, in that case, you can't even not just please everyone, but you can't even please the majority of people. Yeah. You need to take, take the other, and I agree there. You need to take the other factors into consideration. We need to take the smart move, not necessarily always the most favored move. There's a reason we don't hold a referendum for every issue. Exactly. One, it would be a bureaucratic nightmare. Yep. And two, again, as you say, it would be a mess of people pushing opinions yeah. on other people just uneducated unwashed masses making decisions that they have no <laughs> business making yeah right because i'm sorry but you know like if we were going with you know the alberta thing what does fucking hicks mcgee the fucking auto mechanic know about international policy oh he's an expert yeah Don't you know he, he could be he, he could have a phd runs, in it but he like secretly runs for okay. Let, country let's make this less hypothetical what the fuck do i know about international policy because i know if i was in charge of our international policy i would just fuck up earth hey i took (laughs) courses in foreign relations in my in my school days and (laughs) while i got a d in that course i am qualified (laughs) 
Well, you're more qualified than me. That's for I, fucking I'm not sure. qualified at all. You know, so it's like one of those things. Like if I can't even make that decision, I don't know how much I trust the average person. Considering like your yeah. neighbor and your neighbor's neighbor, and yeah, your neighbor's neighbor's neighbor. Exactly. Again, yeah. So yeah, no. Yeah. Anyway, I think that that pretty much states it. That's Serms a derp. All right. Um, so thanks, Jimmy. You, you see, you do yep. make good things happen. You, you made Tal talk a lot. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Adam, say things so I'm not sitting here rambling by myself and sounding really bad at it. No. <laughs> okay. We have another email by our friendly Siberian Husky. Or Siberian Hufky. Depending on where you are. Hufky. 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 Shufky. And the Husky writes, hello, cast of Unfurled. Hello. Maybe it was not that much enthusiasm. Oh. Maybe he's like, hello, hello. cast of Unfurled. Uh, but uh, either way. The lack of text to be able to translate emotion. <laughs> but there is an exclamation mark. So that's what gives me the tell. Anyway, not the tell, the tell. Uh, I'm still thoroughly enjoying the podcast and some new questions have recently come up. To Roland. Not here. Well, still read it out and Roland can address it later. His shark. Um, you've mentioned once or twice how you have a Fitbit or something alike. Would you please give a few more details of what you have? It sounded different than a Fitbit and piqued my interest. If I'm mistaken or you don't care to share, then sorry for the confusion or intrusion. Well, I, I actually can't answer this because I have the same thing he has, which is a pebble that has fit data on oh, it and yeah, will sync with Google fit on your phone. I think he also has a Fitbit. I also have a Fitbit. They're neat, but... I've actually found myself using that less and my pebble more. So yeah. well, we will pass that on to Roland too. Yeah. He'll, uh, he'll address that later. All right. And to our lovely friend Vox, oh. have you ever played Terra Mystica, the board game? This question applies to everyone, but I know that you in particular seem to be the tabletop board game enthusiast. Also, do you have any idea why the game has been out of print when it's only about five years old? The second game I'm curious if you're familiar with is Twilight Imperium. <laughs> uh, now, uh, that is a fun, long game. Brewcrafters is another game I think the entire cast would enjoy. I'll write a follow-up email explaining these games if nobody's familiar with them, but they're all similar in at least that RNGs are absent from them, and they all are a source Resource gathering and or worker placement games of different settings. All right. I have not played Terra Mystica. Um, I have looked at it before and it's sort of on my fringe interest list. Um, I will definitely be, I mean, if people are interested in seeing it, I'll be trying to, to take a look at it. Now, as to why it's out of print, this I can explain because with my enthusiasm into this world for a long time and having long discussions with the people who sell these games to me, um, when you are a person who builds a game especially if you're not like a powerhouse like say fantasy flight but even fantasy flight runs into this problem um when i when i've designed a board game and i go to to sell it i send it to a printer they print it get all the pieces together box it up shrink wrap it and ship me them now they don't do this constantly they do it only when i order so say i order ten thousand copies of a game and bring it into north america once i sell out of that ten thousand copies it's out of print the game will remain that way until they do a new print run. Print runs are very expensive. Um, most yep. producers won't do print runs less than several thousand. And I mean, even that is very costly. This is why things like Kickstarter and stuff, um, trying to publish games is both a blessing and a curse because lots of companies have started using Kickstarter to, to extra boost funding for games. Many people who do it, especially if they're not publishers, don't understand that cost. And uh, Onyx Workshop, who does a bunch of the White Wolf reprints, ran into this with their first four Kickstarters. 
um, to the point where I am still waiting right now for a book that was kickstarted in 2013. Okay, it's coming, <clears throat> but they made mistakes in getting it finished first, and the bigger mistake is understanding the costs. Um, twice they've had to re, you know, send back their printings and have them come back out uh, because of mistakes. And you know, the printers don't just reprint for free, even if it's minor mistakes. They they have a a fee set for that. Yep. So it might be out of print right now, and it may not be being reprinted because it's not popular enough to be able to for them to be confident they're going to make that minimum to be worthwhile. So it may be out of print for a while. This has happened to a whole bunch of games. Uh, Twilight Imperium is a great example because it will get printed rarely. So when it's, when, when Fantasy Flight does a reprint, they do a reprint and then it's gone for five years and you have to hope you get those things then because it, it won't be back for a while. Yeah. And you can't be, companies can't be expected to just like, no, Joe Blow in Montana really, really wants a copy of Twilight Imperium. Yep. Well. Now, some places are pushing towards the print-on-demand model, and like uh, Onyx Games does it with all of their books right now. If you want any of their stuff, they don't keep stock anymore because it's fucking expensive. And there yep. are lots of companies now to do print-on-demand. Um, that's coming out with board game stuff as well. Fantasy Flight does it for some of their uh, expansions for things like Mansions of Madness. They're print-on-demand. Uh, which means the order time takes longer, but it means they don't keep the stock lying around. Um, so yeah, you'll have to keep an eye out. Um, most games are still printed in like China because it's dirt cheap to do there. It's just a lot harder to get it printed in small quantities and brought it <laughs> to here. Um, yeah, yeah we, will, we will definitely look at some of these other games too. I think I've heard of Brew Crafters before. We've definitely heard of Twilight Imperium. It's one of my favorite games. Um, which it does take quite some time and... It can result in a lot of salt if you're not careful. Uh, the last game we played, uh, and kind of late, and by the end of it, there was some some emotion going on. Words it was good. Exchanged. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it's hard to run a game. Like, I mean, that game, especially, I think we had eight people, takes like 12 hours. Yeah. So um, it's one of the games I do so badly want to do with a bunch of us, though, because it would be fun. It would be like 130 episodes long, but... That the salt okay. runs deep. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely do write in and explain the games and we'll take a look at them. I, I'm always welcome to be introduced to new games. All right. And uh, I guess the next question is for me to a doom. I'm curious about your tattoos. How do you find artists that you'd consider good and shops that are clean as well as practiced in safely handling their equipment? What sort of etiquette or questions are considered appropriate or inappropriate when I'm searching for an artist slash parlor? That is a good question yeah, for a resident a, tattoo a great, expert. Great question. <laughs> that is a very good question. Um, mainly, uh, as far as I know about finding artists, um, honestly, all uh, almost all artists post their stuff like mad. So honestly, if you find a shop, you can specifically go to said shop's website. Or even if you're just honestly bumming around in certain popular areas, like for us, it's like things like 17th Ave. Yep. Um, Kind of like the bigger popular areas. Honestly, walk on in. You know what? That's that's the best way. Do your own research and get comfortable. Yep. That's they'll, the main thing. They'll usually have like a book of their portfolio yeah. on hand. Because like a lot of the times, like these guys, you know, selling a tattoo, like tattoo, people don't usually know this, but tattooing is actually a very competitive industry. Oh, big time. Um, So these guys are doing everything they can to sell themselves over another shop. Um, 
you know, if, if, as long as you stick with big repu- reputable shops, you'll usually find that they'll be clean. I find this is me talking from experience with my piercings. Anyway, uh, I've had a bunch of piercings done and the, you know, you can generally just tell when a shop is clean and well-maintained. Yeah. Uh, walking in to, to talk to them. The only, the only one thing like that's, that's why I say go in because the one thing is, is if somebody's an, a brilliant artist, that's one thing. But if their facility is disgusting, like I have walked in, we actually have, we have a, we have a store here that, um, is part, it's part, um, used clothing, like consignment, like re, like redo clothing, um, as well as piercing and tattooing. And it's disgusting. You walk down probably the grossest, like this stairwell belongs inside a bathroom. Yeah. That's wow. honestly, I, I know the place you're talking about. It's, it's, it's gross. It's fucking disgusting. And I went downstairs and honestly, like it takes a lot to gross me out, but when, when it comes to something that's, you know, when blood is involved, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not okay. Like, and I went down there and their, their table was completely torn apart. Um, like there was foam coming out of it. It was the, the floors looked like they hadn't been mopped probably since the place opened. Um, it was thick with mud and gunk everywhere. Uh, like there was drawing all over the walls. The walls hadn't clearly been washed in a long time. It, yeah. It sounds like it's the same sort of thing I pay attention to when I walk into a restaurant. Yes. Where if they pay attention to the small details, the floors, the walls, you know, everything is clean. It's dusted. Then they probably pay the same care to their equipment. Yeah. yeah. But when you can see that, you know, the tables ripped up and the walls aren't washed. Well, what's to say they don't wash, you know, their equipment or yep. make sure their stuff is properly maintained. Yeah. Because and- if they're not going to do it to the premises, why would they do it for the equipment yeah. one thing i will say is you also can't really tell from the neighborhood they're in either because uh where i had one of my piercings done the the shop i went to uh they're in a shitty part of edmonton and like the outside of the building is one of those buildings that looks like it was built in like 1972 and hadn't been touched since sort of thing like paint was peeling off the outside and you walked up these rickety ass stairs but the second you open the door and walk in the place was beautiful right leather couches hardwood floors everything was spotless and shining uh you know it was beautifully done everyone there was super helpful and like they they had cleaned and wiped down everything like while i was there someone was wiping down cabinets and shit with wing with windex so like you know you could tell that they really took care of everything there and even then when you went into the back rooms you could see everything like uh, they had like separate autoclaves in each room and she was pulling equipment out of the autoclave sort of thing. Like it was very, very professional. Um, so yeah, what that's Ad- how it should be. Yeah, exactly. So like what Adam was saying is definitely go there and take a look. Yeah. It's, it's much better that way. I mean, you can get a good, you can get a good grasp of the art, but it needs to be, I find that until I find, and you will know when you click with an artist. Yeah. When you when you click with someone and you start talking, giving them ideas, and there's no shame. There is absolutely no shame. It will be on your body for the rest of your life, and and certain things that could happen during that process could be with you with for the rest of your life. Yep. You need to make sure it's clean, and you need to make sure you're happy, because the ultimate thing is if you're not completely satisfied in every way, that you the drawing is what you want. 
yep. the person is jives really well with you and you'll notice it's any it's just like any personal connection you have with anybody you'll know that spark honestly yep. and yep. that is why i've never gone to anyone else well that's why you've stuck with like you've been with your guy for fucking like 15 years longer is, right? as long as i've known you that's the guy you've gone to it's and it's because it's because we click we understand each other we're on the same wavelength he's very professional but also it's that it's that fun professional atmosphere where it's like i personally enjoy maybe some other people enjoy it more as like just a business transaction you go in you don't really chat much you just kind of but honestly it it makes the experience rich if you yeah. have that friendly connection and it's more like being tattooed by an old friend yeah. than by just like a give me your money i'll do this and, thing well, and then you're out and in general they'll do a better job of it if they're into it they like yeah, you exactly you if they have passion you know passion will be yeah. involved so and like that, that that's like i've talked to a few people because i have a tattoo that i'm planning to get um and i've talked to a bunch of people about it and they all say the same thing is that first figure out what you want like the style of thing you want generate at least an idea but the other thing though is you probably don't want to like you know flesh it completely out and draw it out and bring them a drawing like what you probably will want to do is be like this is the idea i have this is the scene this is the setup this is how i see it and explain it to them and then let the artist be an artist and do artist things with that and let them do their art. Uh, if it's one thing that I've heard that's the most difficult for a tattoo artist is the fact when somebody brings in, like, say, a photo, uh, like, uh, I have a good example. A, a person one came in with a photo of a lighthouse. It's a specific lighthouse. They wanted that lighthouse, right? But thankfully, around the lighthouse is free game. Now, they may want that exact lighthouse, and they deserve to get what they want. Yes. Because they're paying a lot of money, and it's going to be on them for the rest of their lives. So they deserve to get exactly what they want. However, yeah. at the same time, around that lighthouse, it's it's good to get what you want, but for extras and things like that, be open about it. Yeah. yeah. Let but the, explain. Let the like, artist be an artist. Because the thing is, like a lot of things, we can have an idea in our head that maybe doesn't even translate well into ink. Yeah. Um, and an artist, you know, that's what they do. They translate images to ink and you have to let them be able to do that. And the other thing too, is like, don't go to an artist who specializes in like, uh, you know, uh, still image reality type things, realistic stuff and ask for some crazy abstract shit. Or at the same time, don't go to an artist who specializes in tribal stuff and ask for some photorealistic portrait. You're not going to get that. Find, <laughs> That's what you do. Your research is yeah, so find, important. Find an artist who, whose style matches your idea and then take your idea to them. And then you can get that in the style that you want um yeah it's a lot of let the artist be an artist well yeah just do your research make sure you're happy don't take subpar anything no if, if you're not completely satisfied don't do it because the worst thing is having something on you that you just regret and hate and like yeah don't deal with that don't even enter in your mind you're not gonna f make the artist feel bad you're not gonna do it no. you're not doing anything wrong by wanting to be satisfied. Yeah. There's no. nothing wrong with and, that. And tons of artists understand, even if you tell an artist like, you know, you know, what the idea that we've come up here with is come up with here is great. I think 
you know, but after talking to you, I don't think the, the style's quite what I want. The artist will be like, sure, fair enough. No problem. Yeah. They're not, it happens all the time. So you're yeah. not, you're not good. They're not going to be butthurt or nothing just because, nope. you know, you want a certain idea. So that's the main thing. Honestly, go out there, bum around, talk to lots of different artists. You'll find one that you real click with and you'll be happy. And yeah. that's the yeah. main, main thing with any kind of body alteration, any kind of anything like that. Be happy yeah. be completely satisfied because it's not like a piercing that you can just take out <laughs> exactly exactly be satisfied and do your research all right and to continue to tell stay beefy and enraged your rants give me ideas to think about as well as plenty of no, entertainment no don't don't encourage him <laughs> don't encourage him it encourages it <laughs> <laughs> And for the entire cast in general, what Reddits would you recommend? I've just recently created an account and I'm already finding a few boards I'm fond of. Thanks again for the show and take care. Emailing, uh, emailing you from an undisclosed location deep in the mountain range of the Sierra Nevadas, Salabonatrex, the yapping and howling Siberian husky. Let's see. What Reddits am I in? I'm in uh, Android, Ask Reddit, Ask Science, Atheism, Background Art, Battle Stations, Burb, Calgary... Canada, comics, crappy design, creepy, fat people stories, food, free ass, funny, gaming, gay bros, gamers, spelled G-A-Y. Would you, would you recommend these, though? Okay, ones I would recommend. I like gaming. I like funny. Uh, OSHA is funny. O-S-H-A. It's basically pictures in, of people doing really dangerous things at work. Uh, public Freakout is funny. Road Cam is funny. Fat people stories is funny. Tales from Tech Support is funny. Um, I don't know why, but I seem to be terribly fond of hot chicks with tattoos. That is a good Reddit. Yep. I, I wouldn't guess why. Uh, Tumblr in action one. is really, really funny. Uh, where did the soda go is a must. That one's funny. Whoa, dude is funny. Uh, YouTube haiku is also a must. <laughs> Tube coup. Yep. How about you, yeah. Rex? Um, as I said, gaming, funny. I honestly don't spend a ton of time on Reddit because I just... Is this a time vampire? Well, Reddit is a time vampire, yes. Yeah, occasionally I'll come across a new, uh, a new, you know, Reddit and I'll read it for a while. But funny and gaming, board games I'm on, obviously. Um, yeah, that's basically it for me. So. All right, uh, we have two more. A bunch uh, came in while we were... Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, we have one more because, I mean, I'll read this one out, but it's absolutely not actual email, I don't think. What are you talking about? I mean, the last, last one? Yeah. Well, oh, it's, oh, it's definitely one. Is it? Did you put it in? I, I requested. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll read this one from Billy. Uh, Dear Manish Man the Minotaur. Manish Man the Minotaur? Manish Man the Minotaur. Manish? Manish. I there I work with a guy <laughs> called Manish. I'm sure almost everybody who works in an IT department works with a guy named Manish. Manish. Um uh Buckbeak. Oi. And Lone <laughs> hey, Wanderer. You didn't die. I ain't got no horse ass. Um <laughs> no question this week, but could a doom draw a happy little tree. I uh, did I drew, I drew something better. Uh, he drew a happy little snake. Why don't Why don't you show the stream while Talkie's reading? Yeah. Also, earlier you mentioned that you just uh, things that just don't exist because they were before the internet took off. For me, that was the PC game, the day the world stood still. 
Uh, it was a point-and-click puzzle game. There was only one video playthrough on YouTube with no commentary, just for archival purposes. Uh, I attach a picture of the cover you've ever seen it. It's called The Day the World Broke. Yeah, you, you just gave us the wrong title. Yeah. I hope you're happy. Uh, also, I live outside Cincinnati and have gone to the Cincinnati you? Zoo tons of times in my life. That gorilla exhibit was like 60 feet above the ground with a wire fence and several bushes. How this kid got past a second got past in a second like the mom claimed is beyond me uh supposedly the mom claimed she was taking care of her infant when he got down there uh when i was a kid if my mom saw me walking off while taking care of my sister i have diagnosed adhd by the way uh she would have told me get back here and sit the fuck down but i do understand the child's life is more important it's just sad that uh it's just sad as all because i know that zoo will never be the same way again uh the amount of stupid safety safety precautions safety now precautions. every exhibit uh yeah. would be behind thick glass wire mesh etc 30 feet away uh from the view and the gorilla was part of a breeding program uh yeah yeah it yeah we, we covered that topic pretty clear, i think we did it's it's pretty unfortunate all right so uh we have one more email here um let's 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 call her jpeg jpeg yeah because she right. works with pictures all so, right jpeg so jpeg here emailed in um DM, or she uh, contacted us through the contact form and Yay. it uh, goes thusly you guys unpacked harumba harumbe Harum- oh harumbe was that the girl's name I yes yes harumbe and little boy incident very well thanks for the thoughtful words on the matter it's about time common sense prevails uh, we appreciate you, uh, Elian, and uh, we're glad you agree with us. We're, we, we, I apologize that we are the common sense. <laughs> we, we should be anything but the common sense voice of reason in the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? For being as ridiculous as we are, though, I think we all have a very good head on our shoulders. We're, we're a pretty I, decent group of moderates for the most part. Well, th- that's the thing is I was actually just bitching about this the other day uh, to my boyfriend and his roommate about uh, how I kind of hate being as much a I almost call myself like a radical moderate sometimes because <laughs> it gets to the point where I don't agree with anyone and everyone in every camp fucking hates me, (laughs) right? Feminists hate me. Red pillars hate me. MRIs hate me. Republicans hate me. The fucking left hates me. The right hates me. They all disagree with me. I don't fit in with fucking any of them. And it's like, it, there are days where I'm, I'm like, I wish I could just buy into an ideology and just let that rule my life <laughs> just, sometimes. Just do it. Just drop everything and like buy like, into be religion. A Scientologist. And Even furries sometimes are just, just fucking hate me because I don't do a lot of the typical furry shit either. So it's like, oh man, you, you just aren't. You don't, don't fit, Tal. I don't. You, you, Tal, you're just such you're a unique doomed snowflake. You're to be by yourself forever. Uh, yeah, fucking. I hope you're uh, happy. You build like unique snowflake. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm, I am such a unique snowflake that even Tumblr doesn't want me. 
Google. Uh, <laughs> why would you want Tumblr? Yeah, why would you want it I to want I don't want, want Tumblr, but I want Tumblr to want me. I don't want you that, to want me. You need to make me. that a song. I yeah. don't want Tumblr, but I want Tumblr to want me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it needs to be in a country style. I was just going to say it needs to be a dirty like country ballad. All right. Well, that's we've, it. We've been going on a while now. This is going to yep. be one of our longest episodes. I, I, think. I think so. We're up close to two hours of actual recording time. Yeah. Okay. So Drabble, take us out. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would like to first thank uh, Scream Fox and Omari for the uh, intro Thanks. music and their icons and stuff, respectively. Also, fucking great, big, massive thank you to all of our patrons. We got another patron this week as well. Uh, so thank you so much to everyone who is thank supporting you, us you, on you, Patreon. We love all of you. If you would like to uh, send us any of your comments, questions, criticism, any of that, you can find links to all of our everything on our webpage that is unfurled.net. Um, there is a link to our contact form, YouTube, Patreon, iTunes, all of that, including our Telegram group there. Uh, you can also send us messages on Twitter if you prefer that. Uh, with that, I guess um, I think I think we're done. I'm going to steal not cast outro. Good night and big balls. But no, don't we, don't steal. We can't steal intros <laughs> or, or outros <laughs> or in outros. Okay. Uh, bye bye. I love you. Be be wary. Be um, wary of Boa the Dick Hunter. Yes, I I drew for those of you who are not watching, I uh, I drew a uh, boa constrictor uh, in With the form of Dog, Dog the, the Bounty, Bounty Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> so he's Boa the Dick Hunter due to my last I, <laughs> my last news story. I was always confused by Dog the Bounty Hunter's weird dreadlock mullet. I'm not really sure what's going on up there. Yeah, but I kind of like it. <laughs> You know, it's it's a big like it's a guilty pleasure of mine, Dog the Bounty Hunter. I'll watch the shit out of that. Reruns doesn't matter. I'll watch it. We're, we're getting back into content. Oh God, that's no 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 content. No more content. This is we're, like the everlasting goodbye. We're we're done. Goodbye, people. We yeah. loves you. No, nobody loves you. I, well, I, not us, anyways. I love you. Well, your opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, damn communist. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and at that good night and gird bless Horace bless you <laughs> 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 <laughs>